Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, four Leicester City fans, joined tonight by some happy Leicester City fans and also joined again by Barry, the Aston Villa fan. Barry, it's been a long time. How are you? It's a very long time, very long time. Glad to be back. I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. You've not got Tillemans on the back of that shirt, no? No, I can I can do it to you. No. <laughs> don't don't worry about us. We we were just you know feeling sorry for you after your feelings on the for, for the last <laughs> yeah. years. I was surprised it wasn't on it to be honest. Since uh, Adrian, Adrian was original, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't put it on. Yeah, we could do like a vox pox of all of your comments in those early early episodes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be class. <laughs> yeah. Let's give me something to do. With that more. <laughs> It's great to have you back with us anyway, Barry. Hi, Tom. How's things? Yeah, all well, good, mate. Obviously, you know. Obviously, uh, we, we caught up very recently. So I'd I'd say myself, you and uh, you and Steve are all happy. Well, let's check in with Steve and find out if that's the case. I'm deliriously happy with three points, yeah. Because as you know, I predicted a one-all draw. And yeah, you were, so, the, you were the negative Nancy, weren't you? I was. And, uh, well, I just think it's going to take him time to get things right. And that, that probably showed through a little bit anyway in the game. Did you catch the game yesterday, Barry? I caught about 50 minutes of it. Yeah. 50? 50 minutes of it. 50, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was fixing my um, not, like perfectly illegal stick yeah. to make sure I could watch the game. It wasn't working, so I had to get that fixed. So. You, you managed to catch 50 minutes. So you got to see Enzo ball in full flow. What, what did you think? Mm-hmm. I I thoroughly enjoyed the half. To be honest, I thought it was really really good. Um, I thought Coventry put in a good show as well. I thought they were they were half decent. Um, yeah. So being being the neutral, 
and the, the, the sort of favouring list. I, I really enjoyed the victory. I did cheer when he when he when he scored the winner, um, and it was it was really good to see. I think what I liked about it was the fitness. It seemed like you guys just had more in the tank, and that's what won it. The one at the end, and that's a good sign for a championship season for sure. It is. It's a good start to the season. It's a, it's a start that we were after, Tom. Um, this brand of football that Enzo's got us playing with the inverted fullback going into midfield and the short passing game, uh, it is yeah. going to tire teams out, isn't it? Like Barry said there, because the the chasing the ball for you know a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's certainly going to benefit us with the quality of player that we've still got about. Um, you know, you, you could see Ricardo going on the inside as well, becoming another another sort of central midfielder at times. So it was it was uh yeah, it was it was nice to see really. I mean there were some comments sort of to the side and behind of it of us sort of saying it was it was Brendan Ball, but <laughs> incredibly <laughs> harsh next level really. Incredibly harsh and yeah. You know, I was going to talk about it later on the podcast, Steve, but we'll talk about it now. Enzo's had to come out and almost defend the style of play after one game, um, talking about the, the fans' frustrations at times. It's absolutely mental that we're having to have that conversation at this point, isn't it? Well, it is mental, isn't it? And, and how can people not see how different this is to the way Rogers was playing? Um, it's far more attacking. And um, I'm not sure we've got the cutting edge up front yet, um, but it's going to bring midfielders into score a bit like you see with Man City. I mean, their midfielders all pop up with goals um, and uh, and they don't rely totally on the striker. And I, I, think, I think that's what will happen with us this season. I think the midfielders, if they can finish, will all get a hat full of goals. Do you think it's just the average football fan doesn't have any patience? I mean, Barry, we look at your side of Villa. If they start off in a in a bad way, not saying that they will do, um, but if they, they lost a couple at the beginning of the season, would frustration start to to come through there as well? Um, only through expectation, I think, uh, for a change. I think the um, to, to, to compare it back to Leicester, it, it did feel very similar to Emery Ball. So it's just a new way. The, the inverted fullbacks coming in and essentially playing three at the back. Um, it does. I think some fans are idiotic and don't realise how good it is because you're keeping the ball for a lot of the time. You're maybe not progressing it as quick, but you're creating traps and then you're firing it. And you guys have got a good front three to fire that. Whoever whoever's the top striker, good front three to do it. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm very surprised how quickly he's got the guys on board with that because it took it took Emery with Villa at least. Like we won the first game against Man United, but then it took us another five, six games to actually get it sorted. I think this, I think this guy's got it in that position a lot quicker, a lot quicker. Probably not with the players that he wants to to do that uh, with at the moment as well. In, in some cases, there will still obviously be some comings and goings in the the next couple of weeks. But Tom, going back to the fans yesterday, good atmosphere yeah. at the KP. Yeah, I think so. I mean. You know, it's it's always good getting there at the start of a season anyway and sort of seeing a few familiar faces around us and catching up. But um yeah, I think I think the comments were mostly positive. Um and I think you could it it sort of continued to be that way because our players seemed a lot more confident on the ball. Um now whether that's because we're 
again, slower op- opposition, I'm not sure. But we just seem to be a bit more confident in the passing forward, um, you know, having time on the ball and and really kind of thinking about how we were going to attack rather than forcing something. That's how it felt anyway. I remember a comment uh, with there was 17 minutes to go because the guy that sits behind us was saying, look, 15 minutes left or 17 minutes left and they're playing it back to yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but, but the patience was there, wasn't it? The belief in the system was there, Steve. And uh, Kieran and Dewsbury Hall, the, I, I wouldn't say unlikely hero, um, he really could be the, the standout player in the league this season, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 great to see he's um, recovered from that very destructive tweet that, that, that sent him off the <laughs> last season. Um, and he's and he's come back. He's come back with uh, some confidence. Yeah, well, he's obviously loving the role, isn't he? And he's loving getting forward. And I think he had four or five attempts. At, yeah, eight. Goal eight games. shots on eight shots on goal yesterday. He had eight. He had eight. Yeah, of the twenty. Well, I, I can remember about five. So, um, and obviously his finishes were great. The header was fantastic. And he got a header at Northampton as well. In fact, it's the only Leicester player we've seen score this season so far, isn't he? That's right. And, and the finish for the winner was uh, class as well. So, yeah, um, it's looking good, isn't it? And um, I, I like the way the midfield played. I don't think he had a great first half. I think Winks dominated the midfield in the first half. Yeah, he looked good. But he came to the four in the second half, I think, Dewsbury Hall. And then we looked far better when Pratt came on as the attacking, another attacking forward. Uh, and obviously, about the next six items on my uh, my list. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- trying to be organised here, you know. Uh, that that first goal, uh, Barry. We'll talk through that. And it started with a ball down to Mavididi, and he sort of did a little, uh, did a little. Um, I don't know, a little dance to get past his man, didn't he? Little dummy to show that he was going for the ball and then went back past it, found the ball into to Winks. Winks plays it out wide to Pratt and Pratt's put it on a on a sixpence for him. It was a it was a great team goal, wasn't it? It really was. And who um KDH was up against was the, I can't remember his name. Is that McFancy? Is that the big massive center half? Yeah. And he got ahead of him, got ahead of him and above him, which is like that is quality for a midfielder to do that. That's like Tim Cahill style. So I really, I hope, I really hope you get to see more of that. But yeah, the play itself, that Mavidi guy was my man of the match. I thought he was utter quality. I, I, th- I think he, I think you've got a steal there. I think he's really, really good, really good. So, sort of came on, didn't he? As the game wore on a little bit, I think first half you you obviously didn't catch the first half. He was quite no. anonymous. I think uh, struggled to get oh, really? the game. And maybe Maketeer on the other side got got involved a little bit more, but. Um, he clearly cares. He, he did a bit of a lap of honour, Tom, at the end of the the game. Uh, there's a yeah. pretty viral picture of him going after the ball boy to pick him up when we scored the winner. <laughs> right, I've he, not he seen that. He looked like he really enjoyed it yesterday, didn't he? What did you think of him? He did, yeah. I, I thought he was really good. He was uh, he was full of energy. And as as you've said, McAteer looked pretty on it as well, in the first half especially. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Mavadidi, he... Um, he sort of got the crowd going, didn't he, in the last sort of five minutes to to keep the morale up and you know make sure that we didn't lose the ball in those five minutes. So yeah, he, he was uh, as you said there. You know his his little manoeuvre to get past his man, and then he took on another one. Um, 
yeah, he looks like he could cause some trouble this season. It's uh, it's different for us having a left winger that takes a player on, isn't it, Steve? We've seen Harvey Barnes for the last couple of years be direct, score the same goal over and over again, but to have someone that's not afraid to run at the, the full-back is, is new for us. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's exciting to see. I mean, the first half, as you said, he struggled a bit. He got tackled a few times. He had one brilliant run where he beat about three or four players, but then he couldn't find McAteer at the end of it. When he was free, he could only find a Coventry player, which was a shame. But then as he got tired, he seemed to be taking them on a bit more in the second half because he was obviously struggling a little bit with cramp and looking a bit fatigued. But yeah, he he, had, he really got the crowd on their feet two or three times in the second half. He looks like he's going to be a, a danger. And like Barry said earlier, it's about having those players that can create that point of difference up the top end of the field, isn't it? And we're a bit short on those overall, apart from the, the strikers we've got, obviously. But um, with, with talks of other wingers coming in, I think that's a good start for for him, Barry, from you know what we saw of him so far. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, and, and uh, the McAteer, I think the, you can see what he's trying to build with the players he's brought in. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not a secret what he's trying to do. Um, but that that I think that guy's going to put the fear um, in the in defenses. Like it'll be it'll be funny playing against uh, Huddersfield because that, that's Warnock's team, isn't it? So he'll yeah. he'll put someone battered into him. So you'll get to see the sort of if he's got the, if he's got the grit for the championship and is willing to take a tackle as well. So be interested next week to see that again. Neil Warnock's probably twenty eight thousandth game in management. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think yeah. one thousand six hundred and something, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat about them a bit later on. Let's talk about Harry Winks, Tom. We'll start with, in fact, Steve, I'll come to you first of all on, on Harry Winks. Um, it, a lot of Leicester fans thought he was the most impressive of the four debutants this weekend. I, I was taken by him. He controls play. He's uh, steady on the ball. He probably looks like he needs to be a bit stronger at times, but he, he played in the Tillemans role really mm. well, didn't he? Yeah, I was really impressed with him. I think it was his best game, if you look at all the preseason games. Um, I wasn't 100% sure because he had some lapses and some um, casual passes that, that got put us in trouble in, in the preseason. But he was really on it, I think. Um, yeah, and there was one time he ran back, got the ball back when we looked to be in trouble. So not only was he charging forward with it, now he's coming back and defending, keeping it simple when he needed to. Uh, was always there for someone to pass the ball to, to play the little triangles with. I think he had a great game, yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Tom? Yeah, yeah, like you say, he looked really composed and he, he seemed to be able to find his man really easily. Um, and sort of, he, he was allowed that time on the ball, but he, he didn't sort of mess about with it. Like, you know, when we've had like Samare come in and they've not quite been up to scratch with us. And it, it's nice for someone to just slot in and he seems to work well with what we've got. He does. His passing percentage yesterday was at 94% as well. So his average last season was 85 when he was at Sampdoria. So mm. this style of play that Enzo's got us playing might really, really well suit him. He's obviously going to be the deeper of the three central midfielders, isn't he? And that allowed us to see uh, Dewsbury Hall get forward and score his goals but also allowed Wilfred Didi and then Dennis Pratt the opportunity to get further forward. Dennis Pratt was uh, a game-changer, Barry, when he came on yesterday. Yeah, I thought, so. I thought he was good. Um, 
but then I, I didn't see Wilf's performance unfortunately, so I, I can really sort of compare. But I thought he was really good on him, and he he's good stature. Um, I, like I think for me, I thought he started sitting back with Winks. I, I thought when I first turned on, or certainly the second half, it, commentary was just streaming through the middle, and I, that, for me, that felt like it was because Winks was by himself, and Winks couldn't make the decision to go to the ball or to try and stand off and hold up the play. So I think they are. Um, like going forward in his passings, like that's what he, that's what he's all about. But um, I don't know. I, I didn't like it when he was being stood. Um, I think that's that's something that definitely needs to be worked on, especially if there's if better teams that are going to flood the midfield. They need, I think they need to sit with two because when Swings isn't that guy, he's not Tillemans. He, I don't think he's got the, the great the same nice as Tillemans. So I think it, it, it's a danger. I, I was that. What was the guy? Um, he's not Tillemans. Barry, so he can run for a start. But, but, but the guy. Who's the guy? Was it Palmer? Was that his name? For yeah, them? he had a great game. Yeah. Palmer. He was great, but like he was making Winks look amateur. So I think that something needs to be worked on when you've got either against the team at the better midfield. I think. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but it's good to see it first. If, if, if there's ever damning. a game to see, it's the first game. Yeah, that's damning, Barry. If you if you think he's he's nowhere near as good as a shite Tielemans, that is damning. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to. Again, it's probably something that will be addressed, and if there's ever a game to see it, it's to, to see that not weakness, but maybe that loophole first game of the season. This is, I think, it's a very fair comment, um, Tom. We could have been two or three down, couldn't we? By the time yeah. she got got the equaliser, as Barry said, there they were they were cutting through us with a bit of ease in the second half, not really in the first half, but in the second half yeah. in particular. Um, is that a lack of pace at the back on, on our our part? Is it a lack of protection, as Barry's just said there from the midfield? Um, what was it? Yeah, I think. Well, I think the system that we we were playing, we were leaving um, our defensive line pretty high, and yeah, I mean, there's no getting around it. We have got a lack of pace at the back, and perhaps a lack of uh, leadership there as well with with Cody out, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, we we did have the odd centre back that was kind of left one on one and <laughs> had absolutely no chance against that new lad they brought. They brought well, Haji, so. yeah, he burned when he when he hit the bar at one one. Yeah, uh, I think he gave Vestergaard a five yard head start and just burst past him. Yeah, like, it, it was like the the rabbit and the tortoise, the hare and the tortoise. <laughs> it was it was a stark contrast of speed yeah. going on there. Um, I, I guess that's going to happen at times though, Steve, isn't it? It's going to be one of those. Things that we are going to get exposed and found out a little bit on the counter attack when we have so much of the ball. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, if when James is fit, I think he should be an option to play. James Justin. Um, yeah, James Justin, because he's. Um, I mean, he's played centre half for us before in a three. I know it's different playing in a two, but I mean, he could he could even move Doyle inside. And and play him as as the one that uh, drops back into a three or or plays left back or whatever. So, um, because he's got some pace about him, and that would help. So I'm not sure Doyle's that quick. I thought that's the best I've seen him play as well. By the way, Doyle in in the game against Coventry, the Coventry fans were singing to Callum Doyle. Callum Doyle, it could have been you. Uh, when the, they were one nil up, <laughs> turns out it was him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. one, two, one. Uh, what did you think to Callum Doyle, Tom? Yeah, he, he looked pretty solid. I mean, it's it's nice to see 
another defender that that kind of fits in quite well after we've we've had a few sort of shockers recently, haven't we? But um, we're sort of making the best of what we've got at the minute, and I think he's he's certainly one that you'd keep picking. He had a good range of passing as well. His ball out to the right hand side to Makatia for the winner. Uh, when Makatia cuts inside, gives it to Mavadidi. Mavadidi plays it through the legs of a Coventry player to Dewsbury Hall, and Dewsbury Hall calls, curls it into the top corner. It was a moment of beauty, but it started with Callum Doyle spraying a pass out. Well, yeah. <laughs> if that's what happened, that happened, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you that's it what did. happened. I've watched it, it, I've watched it back. Yeah, yeah. Watched it back plenty of times. I was reprimanding the victory. <laughs> no, it, it was a great ball. Um, and, and it's something that Vestergaard's renowned for doing, but he didn't do it too much in the game, did he? What do you think of Vestergaard? He, he was all right first half. I thought that we, we were a very solid first half. They didn't have an attempt on goal for about, I think it's 26 or 27 minutes. The one that fizzed over the bar that Herman Munster had covered anyway. <laughs> and um, we'll talk about him in a sec as well. Yeah, uh, and uh, but yeah, he he was with us playing a high line. He was caught out for pace a few times in the second half. The, you've got to think that the, the the midfield wasn't covering quite in the same way as they were in the first half because we looked pretty secure in the first half. Yeah, we did. It was a, a different story in the second. Barry, were, were you surprised to see Yannick Vestergaard on the team sheet? Uh, yeah, I was when when I checked it, but I didn't think he did all that all that bad. And like Steve said, he was caught pace a couple of times, but that's that's the risk you have if you play a high line formation with him at the back, I guess. Um, yeah. And it seemed like it was his man for the corner. Um, it seemed like it was him that lost the man for the, the, their goal. I'm not sure. Was it? Back. I thought it was him. I watched that back. Vardy was the man to try and win the near post header, and it it was over him. I don't think he had a chance of winning it. But Ndidi seemed um, well well back on the challenge. Yeah, he he seemed to lose him. He obviously made the run for the ball. Ndidi didn't didn't seem aware that he was there at all. No, I I thought it was Vestergaard that lost him. Uh, We'll have another look at it, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll let you know if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, you probably already know. So, yeah. um, Mads Hermanson, six million pounds, looks an absolute steal so far, Steve. Yeah, I mean, he kept us in it when we were having that dodgy period after they scored. So, um, some great saves. I, I can remember the one-handed save when the guy broke down the left and got through uh, yeah. a really strong, firm one hand to to block the shot. Um, there was a tip onto the bar. That was uh, which, an unreal save. It was, yeah. So I didn't even know it saved it at the time for sure. But um, watching the replays, it was an awesome save. Yeah, he just had an all-round great game. I think we didn't get to see his range of passing in the same way uh, as we have done in in a previous game. But yeah, he, he, he I thought he had a great debut and, and probably was the most impressive of of the new players. I think. I think that's quite a high accolade this weekend because I think the new players were the ones that really stood out. So uh, yeah. it didn't get the championship uh, goalkeeper team of the week, though. Um, that went to Azmir Begovic, who conceded four goals <laughs> uh, for <What>? QPR. <laughs> Apparently it would have been 10-0 if it wasn't for Begovic. Apparently he right. put on an absolute masterclass. But 
QPR lost 4 0 away at Watford and he got in the team of the week in goal. So, well, not sure yeah. that's happened before or, or since. <laughs> uh, Barry, you've seen a lot of Leicester goalkeepers over the last few years. It makes a difference to have confidence that a, a player can play out from the back the way that we're expecting him to, doesn't it? We've not had that in really any of the keepers that we've had. Yeah, he's, he's confident in the role. I, that, I enjoy watching him. I th- yeah, I think. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, arguably the best you've had since I've been kind of following you guys. I would say for for that one attribute, I think he's I think he's really good in the ball, really confident. I think he'll scare you a few times. I think he's got confidence that he'll let a striker come to him and he'll shimmy it past him. But you need that as well, I think, as a keeper. Yeah, he's obviously going to be pushing for the Euros, uh, for the Euro squad for Denmark up against Casper Schmeichel. Tom, uh, Schmeichel yeah. to Forest. What's your thoughts on that? That can't happen, Mark. <laughs> it just can't. Like I, I know we, we sort of discussed this a little bit, didn't we, the, uh, yesterday? And I don't know. I mean, it'd kind of kill us, wouldn't it? But I just uh, with with how much he loves Leicester, I don't think he's got that much of a personal thing against Forest, and I think that's that's perhaps where the issue lies for us. Yeah, so, even if he went down with them though. Yeah, agent Schmeichel. Yeah. I think they'll struggle this season. Mind you, I, I keep saying they'll struggle. And I, I look at the Premier League. And Sheffield United are selling all their best players at the minute, aren't they? You've got Luton who are probably going to struggle. You're probably only looking at one more team uh, other than those two that are going to be really mm-hmm. up against it. So Forest or Wolves for me, I don't mind which one of them two goes down, as long as it's one of them. Uh, yeah, Wolves are, Wolves are Palace for me, I think. will be the yeah. third one. You reckon Palace, Palace, yeah. yeah. Um, what about for yourself, Steve? Casper Schmeichel, if he goes to Forest, does he ruin his legacy at all? That's what I've seen mentioned on on Twitter. Um, I don't know if he'd ruin his legacy, but it'd be a hard one to take. I mean, he knows what the fans feel about Forrest. He's been with us for long enough um, to understand that. So it would be a, a hard one to take. But they are close to signing that Arsenal keeper, aren't they? Yeah, Matt Turner, yeah. It looks like it, if he was to go to Forrest, it'd be as a reserve keeper, which I, I just I don't see it happening. Let's just no. it's not going to happen if that's the case. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look forward to their demise this season. Anyway, moving on swiftly, <laughs> um, Connor Cody looks set to miss a, a couple couple of weeks uh, with a foot injury. So it looks like we're going to be uh, putting up with Vestergaard for a little while longer. What, what's your thoughts, Steve, on uh, Harry Souter and where he sits at the club at the moment? Well, obviously not very not very well, does he? I mean. Um... Even last year, he didn't get picked that often um, uh, once Brendan had gone. And this year, he's not making it into the team. So uh, I wonder if we'll get a game against Burton, actually. He probably will. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where what it is, whether he's fallen out with uh, Moresco, whether he's just not doing it in training for him. Um, but he hasn't got any pace either. So... He's, in some ways, he's, he's similar to Vestergaard, isn't he? Um, he's supposed to be, uh, I mean, Vestergaard can, can pass the ball. I'm not sure he's confident coming out with it in the way that Suter could. Um, but yeah, something must have gone off. Uh, I mean, you've got to trust the manager's view on this, but it, it, it is a mystery, isn't it? 
It's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, it's eighteen million pounds, Barry, that we spent on Suter in in January. He's only played a handful of games. He's looked all right in those games as well. Um, if we don't have him, I, I suspect there'll be a long line of suitors for him. If you'd excuse the uh, pun, back in the the Championship or maybe even in the Premier League. Uh, I wouldn't have thought the Premier League, mate. Maybe, maybe the Championship. But even then, who's going to be pay- paying that money? No, no one's going to pay the money that you guys paid. Um, the rumour is Brendan Rodgers is interested because Celtic are going to lose a centre back and he might come in for them. Uh, well, yeah, the, Scott, I wouldn't rule Scotland out, of course. Um, I don't know. Like, like, arguably, is he better than Vestergaard? Um, I don't know. Um, and he's played. He's played that league. He knows the league. But like, strange. I didn't think he was that bad in the ball um, in the Premier last season. So I'm not too sure. I don't know what's going on there with that one. So had the uh, update for the podcast and our charts last week. So we managed to chart last week, guys, in Great Britain, Germany, Sweden, Ireland and Denmark. So if you listen to us in any of those countries, thank you very much. It's, it's great to see that the podcast being listened to. So, uh, yeah, and you're getting a little treat, two shows in two weeks. It's unheard of. We're back on form. Anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. Yeah. I digress. Um, Tom, how important is it for you to see a manager react the way that Enzo reacted yesterday when that winner went in compared to having a little clap and a little right there's no <laughs> well I think this is it we've we've had too many managers recently that uh they're just oh, it's just so drab like <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah yeah a bit of a, a bit of excitement that's kind of what the fans need as well it's it's uh it's it was one hell of a match yesterday I mean had everything it did. I mean, we we came out of there at like two o'clock. It felt like about nine pm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely knackered from it. Um, but yeah, great way to start the season. And and yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the manager already. Yeah, no doubt. Great yeah, you're, you're going to be doing is uh, <laughs> later. Going to get quite quite a lot of money out of that. I would have thought. Uh, Barry, same question to to yourself. Is it important for managers to? Connect with the fans on that level when you, you've got the sheer euf- euphoria of scoring a goal. Yeah, absolutely. You you would do the same, I think. Like so, some of the, some of the managers do take it too far and are buffoons with it. But like he he seems like someone's got a bit of class to him, but also his bubbling and the the edge of fury and excitement. And I like I like that in every manager. Got a good aura. Yeah, for sure he does. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Um. I think we'll have a game of last man standing at this juncture. Um, I have got a question in mind with us going up against Neil Warnock on the weekend. So Warnock is, has managed 1,533 games in the Football League and Premier League. And I've got a list of 16 managers that have managed more than 300 Premier League games. So just Premier League games. 16 managers... And I'll start with you, Steve, if that's okay. Um, Sir Alec Ferguson. Yeah, number two, 810 games. Barry. Uh, Arsene Wenger. Number one, 828 games. Tom. Jose Mourinho. Number nine, 363. Steve, back to you. Over how many, Mark? Over 300. Um, 
Mm -hmm. I'll go Klopp. This is the end of last season, this cut-off, by the way. So uh, Klopp's not, not on the list, I'm afraid. Oof. Oh. So you were gone. Barry. Mm. Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill is on the list. He's at number 10, joint uh, with somebody else. I nearly gave away that one. <laughs> <laughs> 359 games for Martin O'Neill at Leicester, Aston Villa, Sunderland, anywhere else? That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And he went up to Celtic as well. Tom, back to you. Going to go Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez is joint tenth on the list with Martin O'Neill. <laughs> Three hundred fifty nine. Uh, I'm going to go uh, David Moyes. David Moyes is high up that list. He's number three. 659 games managed in the Premier League so far. Will he make it to six 660? The way things are going for West Ham. Tom, over to you. Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers is on the list. He is at number 15. He managed to squeak in 312. Squeak like a little rat. Back to you, Barry. <laughs> Same other list. Sam Allardyce is on the list. He's at number five. 541 games for the big man. Eddie Tom, Howe? No, Eddie Howe's not on the list. No. There's some absolute so. rotters on this list as well. Um, start from the bottom going upwards. So you've got Joe Kinnear in at 16, 302 games. Brennan Rogers, Alan Pardew, Tony Pulis, Let's... Alan Kerbishley, Rafa Benitez, Marta O'Neill, Jose Mourinho, Roy Hodgson at number eight, Mark Hughes at number seven. That's high, isn't yeah, it? I was trying to think of it. Yeah. Steve Mark Bruce Hughes. at number six. Oh, yeah, Allardyce at five. And the only one in the top four that you didn't get was Harry Redknapp at number four. Oh, of course. Yeah. Moyes, Ferguson and Wenger ahead of him. Oh, yeah. Well done, though. Uh, with that, Barry, a return to... To victory after our guest last week won. So, Steve, Tom, you need to brush up. You need to do your homework. The guest always seems to win, doesn't he? Yeah. You're not a guest. You're not getting the guest. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, a real quick word, and it's probably all it deserves, Steve. I'll start with you on this. Uh, on the bench yesterday, we had £100 million worth of talent, and the goalkeeper was Jakub Stoliacek, the young Polish keeper. No place in the squad for Everson or Ward. Are their days numbered now, Leicester? Yeah, the days are very limited. <laughs> <laughs> the days are numbered. Right, got you. There's, there's, been a bit, there's been a bit of equity in them. You'd think you'd get a bit of money for both. both uh, well, supposedly we've set a five million pound price tag on Everson, and he's the more likely to, to depart. Danny Ward's out of contract at the end of the season, so we probably wouldn't get loads of it for him. But you know, in terms of them leaving the the club, Tom, will it make us weaker in the goalkeeping department, or are we just just cutting our, our losses? Um, well, you could make a case for for Everson that it makes you you weaker not having him as a backup, but. Um... Now, Ward was pretty poor, really, wasn't he, over the course of when he was playing? So um, I can't say I miss 
miss him, to be honest. Um, and yeah, if if Everson wants to go and get a game somewhere else, fair enough. Like, don't really doesn't really owe us anything. So I, I don't mind him going and just getting a, another backup, to be honest, on the cheap. Stolacek seems to be the man to to be the backup keeper now. Anyway, he was on loan at Hartlepool last season. Right. And he seems to be quite highly rated. He's pretty decent with the ball at his feet as as he played in that friendly at Northampton in the, in the first half there. So we'll, we'll watch this space. I imagine we'll lose a few players before the end of the, the window. Uh, Castagna to Fulham seems to be... Uh, the latest one on the radar. Fifteen million pounds, Barry, for Timothy Castagna. Was that a good deal for Leicester? Yeah, I think so. I think that's all right money for that. I think um he was good in spells last season. So I, yeah, I think that's okay. I think I think you'd have to take that. Yeah, no, no doubt we will do get a bit more money in before the window slam shut. Steve Burton. Can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask for a second? But sorry if it's all they're going to list for later. What's going on up top? Okay, you guys looking for the striker? Yeah, supposedly uh, after Joel Pirro from Swansea, uh, who's been it's it's just, it just seemed like Vardy and you know, actually just didn't really yeah. seem like they wanted it for me. Um, and I don't know if you need to freshen freshen up there too. Yeah, Vardy in particular seemed lost, didn't he? Uh, when he yeah. when he see all of the game, but he, he didn't really get involved as such. I thought Ianacho made a bit of a difference when he came on. A little yeah. bit, yeah. And yeah. supposedly Everton might come in for Dakar. Yeah, sixteen million. The uh, rumor there, so would make quite really? a considerable loss on Dakar if that was the case. He's still got three years left on his deal as well. It's just, it's a strange one because he's he's played a good few minutes, but we've never given him a really good run, have we, Dakar? So yeah, he's the one. Like, you feel like you've kind of not seen everything that he can do, but I don't think he suits the time's system. Time's kind of critical to make an impact, isn't it? So, yeah, I don't think he suits the system. Yeah, um, and I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think he and Acho or Vardy do as well. I think no. that's they're thinking that that's why we might go out and get another striker. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come on to Burton in the cup, Steve, on on Wednesday. Are you bothered about the cups this season? Um, not so much, but it's a good winning's a good habit to get into, isn't it? And it won't help confidence if we if we don't manage to get through against Burton. So no matter what team we put out, so I, I think we've got to see more more of Enzo Ball. Uh, no matter who plays, even if it's um, the backup players playing, uh, and see how that works, and see that the message is getting home throughout the club in terms of the way we play. So uh, winning is a good habit to get into. So I'm not as bothered, but we shouldn't be going out at this stage. No, we shouldn't We shouldn't be. Do you think it might damage our confidence a little bit if we did go out and lose Tom on, uh, on, on Wednesday? It could do, but I kind of feel like having a cup, a cup game at this point is really um, useful to us as not a training game, but like we've, we've obviously not had much time to prepare pre-season. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think having the oppo- the opposition that we've got is quite, quite beneficial for us, to be honest. Yeah. You, to you're right. Towards, you know, building on the league. I, I looked at Villa's pre-season, Barry, the other day, and I think they had six games 
uh, against various opposition, various levels of uh, of competition that you you've obviously faced. Uh, Leicester didn't get that, so Tom's right in that sense that we're still building up towards match fitness here, aren't we? Yeah, I think uh, like it's like Steve said, it's a mentality thing. It's keep winning, but also you need to if you want to be back in the Premier League, you need to think like a Premier League team. Um, so you need to sweep these guys aside, and then when you get the chance to. Of hazard or play equal league challengers in your division or play premiership teams, just just remind them how good you actually can be. Yeah, um, and I, I think this Monchi guy, that's he's I think he's someone about mentality, isn't he? And if he's coming from City, then it, that's a huge part of it. And I, I think if there's anything your guys need to absolutely improve on and get more training in or whatever that looks like, it's it's mental strength. And I think the first game of the season couldn't have been better being 1-0 down and to come back to 2-1 and just if for Monchi just to go look that's how it is this is how we are now keep going in there and we'll definitely have a successful season It's the first time Leicester have scored a winner in the last five minutes of a game since 2019 uh, at home <laughs> so that tells no you a little way. bit around the mental strength that the last goal that we scored at home that, that we won in the last five minutes was Kalecci and Acho versus Everton when it got given by VAR, I'm not sure if you remember that one, uh, the, the last-minute winner uh, when we were good under Brendan. Um, but, but, yeah, that was the last time in the, the league at home that, that that happened. So, you're right, mental strength is, is really important. I was looking, Steve, at you know, who potentially might be part of this team that takes Burton on Wednesday. And you're talking reserves. You're talking players like Patson Dacker to come in, Harry Suter, James Justin... Maybe even Castagna, uh, Hamza Chowdhury into midfield. Dennis Pratt coming in. It still looks strong, doesn't it? It does. Um, it should be far too good for Burton if they if they uh, you know they have their heads on. They're not all thinking about moving on to their next club or whatever. So um, yeah, it should be good. It's a shame we haven't got some of the youngsters we're reported to be closing in on either on loan or whatever to come in as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching the game and seeing us uh, continue to play the way Mariska wants us to play. You want to see that throughout the club now, even in the um, you know the reserves and whatever the under 23s. Yeah. You want to see them starting to play that way as well. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I think it's the the DNA, isn't it? The blueprint of what he's trying to trying to make happen and it'll be it'd be nice to see other players come into to that. Burton lost 2-0 away at Blackpool on the opening day of the season, Barry. It'd be a completely different uh, task for them against Leicester at home. Is the quality of a pitch going to matter at this stage of the season, do you think, for Leicester to play their football on? Yes, I, I would say so. I think um, it'll be, it, it, I don't know if it'll affect them to the point where it'll be it'll cause an upset. But you see it happen to premiership teams and, and, and top players that they just can't handle that sort of bumpy pitches and stuff. But you want to take in mind as well that the Burton will lost the rush game they're playing Leicester who were premiership season premiership team last season, they'll be up for it. So you can't take make too many changes. Like it'd be I'd be surprised if KDH wasn't starting. Um and players that have got a bit of fire about them because they'll need that against the other teams. That's that's normally where top teams fail is they take out the take out the engines and the fire and then they put in the weaklings, and that's how the upsets happen. Yeah, let's hope that's not the case. We'll have a, a quick prediction roundup for uh, Wednesday's game. Tom, we'll start with yourself. Uh, Leicester versus Burton. I'm getting confident and go three now. 
Barry? 2-1, Leicester. And Steve? 3-1 to the Foxes. I'm going to go 4-0. Ooh. I'm not going to win a new shirt this season. I'm on the prediction league. I'm making it 4-0. Well, we might get there before the end of the season, Mark. I might get one. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll move on ever so slightly to Saturday's game and just have a quick touch on that for a few minutes. But um, actually, before we talk about that, in terms of the championship this weekend, was there any sides that really caught your eye, Steve, that you thought... We're uh, having an excellent start and that we should be a little bit wary of. Um, well, QPR for how bad they started. Someone predicted them to go down. Um, uh, yeah, I think I said to you, Millwall winning at Middlesbrough was a great result because, you know, Middlesbrough really started playing well under Carrick. And so to go there and get a result on the first day of the season, I think is quite a statement. It's a fun division this, Tom, isn't it? In terms of the... Possibilities. I'm not saying we want to be in it because we absolutely don't want to be in it, but it's not a bad league to um, be part of and, you know, all the trials and tribulations that come with it. No, it's, it's nice to have a bit of a change of pace, isn't it, with the teams that we're going to be seeing. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm completely out of touch with a lot of the teams in the championship. So <laughs> it's going to be um, quite a different one, a, a difficult one for me to predict, I'm afraid. Is it? You're not going to tell us the ins and outs of how Huddersfield are going to set up against us on Saturday? <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> I'll come to you then, Barry. Neil Warnock, what can we expect from his teams? Um, pretty functional. Um, I think they'll generally bypass the midfield and try to put as much pressure on your back four as possible, um, knowing that there's no real pace there. Um, that there is a calamity when they're closed down quickly. Um, but they'll be hard to break down. So it'll be down to your KDH. And I, like, I'd be surprised if Pratt didn't start. Yeah. He's a bit more creative for me than Indiri. So I, I think they need that to get... Or, or like, I don't know, to put Indiri back one, put Winks forward so he can actually cut cut their defence with his passing abilities. Um, I, I, think, I think there's... I don't think it's going to be a high school game. Um, like I think it'll be tight it'll probably be a bit boring it'll be a bit rough and tumble for me I think um, my prediction will be 1-0 Leicester but I don't know that's the sort of game that you need to stand up and show that you can handle as well though isn't it in this division because you're yeah. not going to get out of it just by playing pretty football and steamrolling teams yeah. every week you have to have a real mental tough, toughness about you as well um, did you see yeah. enough of Leicester yesterday to suggest that, that they might actually have that this season uh, aye, I think so. I think so. Um, I, uh, it it did really impress me that the heads didn't really drop. Um, because even with one nil down, it could have been two or three. Company were really good at that time, but they showed a bit of strength and character. I think. Um, I they've got the grit where you need to have the grit. That's what I'm trying to say. So I I don't think you necessarily need it up front in the championship, like the, the, historically. Like bad players have done well in the championship because they were kind of thuggy, like your Neil Wopai and uh, what's the big lad, the Welsh lad at Bournemouth, uh, and he got a lot of goals as well. Uh, so, like, that's what we were doing our WhatsApp message the other day. That's why I think you need a bit of a presence up top. I, I just don't think Vardy need natural the boys. I, I could see Daka succeed. Um, I think you need a, you need a big a big lad up front. I think for this formation, this style. Okay. Any suggestions? 
Well, there's bound to be uh, coming into the end of the chance window. There's bound to be a couple of big lads that could be um, loaned out for I sure. Keenan the, Davis. I suppose that yeah, the real point there is, could uh, George Hurst have been that man who we've just let go to Ipswich? He scored on his debut for Ipswich at Sunderland at the weekend. He, he is that big profile of a striker that uh, you're probably talking about. What do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, it's a good shout. Um, I, I caught a bit of that game yesterday as well, and thought Ipswich were bossing it at times. They look, they look really strong, um, which surprised me to be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, we've had a bit of a problem with replacing Vardy for a couple of seasons now, haven't we? And I don't know. We we keep getting these sort of beanstalky lads that <laughs> perhaps aren't. <laughs> In for the fight as much as well as much as the likes of Vardy is, but um, but he's not really got the stature for it. No, I guess we'll find out as the window comes to a close if there's if there's an ace up the sleeve there. Mentioned earlier, Joel Piro, Steve. What what do you expect the lineup to look like on Saturday? Um. Not uh, not very different um, unless we make some signings. I think Pratt for Ndidi would be the call. Ndidi's looked quite good in that role in the Northampton game and a couple of others, but he was um, a weak link, I think, um, on Sunday. So, and, and Pratt did make a difference when he came on, having not looked at all interested at Northampton. So uh, I could see that being a change or... Casado or whatever his name is, the Chelsea lad, if he come in, he'd probably be on the bench, but they might Cassidy. bring him on later. Yeah. Cassidy. Cassidy. It's it. supposed to be close. It's supposed to be close to signing, but it's it's not done yet. And Raksaki from uh, Palace is the other guy that's rumoured to be on his way as well. He's a, he's a right winger, which is interesting, because I think that's a position where we're still lacking, still lacking in. Um, we spoke there, Barry, about how Huddersfield are going to be tough to break down. They got beat 3-1 to Plymouth on Saturday. Uh, and one of the goals, Barley Mumba, their left-back, pretty much just walked through the, the Huddersfield defence. It was a little bit stark to see from a uh, from, from a Huddersfield point of view. Maybe there's there's a chance that our full-backs can do the same on Saturday. I certainly hope so. I'd be, again, like, I'd be surprised if that was to happen two games in the chart with a uh... Uh, and you know Warnock, so um, like that's what I, I think will be extra defensive because of that result. You know, almost to the point where their their one mission is not to concede; they might not even be that bothered about scoring, just not to concede and get a point and progress from there. So you'd you'd probably expect to see Leicester have the majority of possession and almost be like a home game in terms of yeah. the way that the game sets up. I think that's going yeah, to be a, a lot of games this season for for Leicester, isn't it? And Tom, that's where we need to be able to break teams down and. You know, historically, we haven't been very good at that. When teams have come yeah. up on low blocking against us, it, it's been tough for us to, to break them down. This is where the pattern of Harry Winks and the creativity of Amavididi is going to come into play. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, you could you could tell in the game yesterday, you know, the, the passing to the wings certainly was, was really changing the play up. And it was, it was more a case that certainly in the first half, we... Um, we didn't really know who to find in the middle. Um, Vardy only really got involved in one play and it was a half chance at best. So, so yeah, I, as, as you say, I think, I think we'll be able to find 
well play through play through uh, their their midfield and, and to the defense but it's it's getting that final ball into wh- whichever attacking player we decide is our is our number one up top there yeah I'd love to know we, how many... we look better I, I was going to say we look better when winks and Dewsbury Hall and Mavadidi started running at them in the second half. It opened up a bit more, rather than rather than just passing our way through. That they went on runs, and that that kind of uh, that kind of opened them up a bit. Yeah, it did. It did. And what would it mean, Steve, to start with two wins in in a row in terms of momentum and the way that the the season's going to go? Because it's a long old season, isn't it? And you get the feeling that. You have to be good in, in clutches, don't you? You have to win clutches of games to really get somewhere in the championship. Yeah, well, you know, we've had the discussion that confidence, I think, is still fragile. So going on a run, of, getting a run of results, I think, is going to be important. And let's be honest, if we want to get promotion, then Huddersfield away has got to be a game that you're seeing as a, as a victory, right? I mean, Coventry... Um, even though we hate the scum, it's going to be a tough game, right? They only just missed out on being promoted to the Premier League, fortunately. Um, and, and so we knew that was going to be a hard game, but kind of Huddersfield away, if you want to be up there, you've got to be winning those. And it, then it will help build confidence and get rid of that fragility. So uh, important for that reason, I think. Absolutely. It'd be good to go six from six as well. And then, with Cardiff next weekend, another yeah. very winnable game as well. Uh, it really could be the, the start of a, a very, very good season for us. I'll, I'll take some predictions for, for Saturday's game against Huddersfield as well, uh, while I've got you guys with me tonight. And then Aidan can actually listen to the podcast and get those. We just need to make a pact not to tell him what our predictions are. And it's making him listen, <laughs> listen uh, for, for this week. Uh, Barry, I'll start with you. Yeah, one one nil Leicester. Tom, I'm going to go two one again. Um, I think we'll find a way to get goals, but we did look fragile at times yesterday. So, <laughs> Steve, I think um, we'll do better defensively, and we'll win two nil. I'll go three nil. <laughs> Come on, I've reined in from Who's scoring these goals, Mark? Come on. Excuse me, Hall, mate. It's getting them all. Yeah. Just don't send, him another, don't send him another tweet this year. No, no, no. Anyway, I think that's about it, chaps, for tonight. Has anyone got any further business they'd like to address? <laughs> <laughs> for this meeting no. before it's over. Uh, I, I just think let's hope the fans give uh, uh, Enzo Ball a bit of patience, right? We've got players that aren't at quite at the level of Manchester City and he's he's new into it. And, um, you know, all the top teams play it backwards and sideways, but, the, you know, um, to keep possession of the ball, but they know when to play it forwards and, and, and how to score goals. And I think that will come with the way that he wants to play football. We've just got to be a little bit patient. My final point for the evening is that uh, Dennis Pratt is going to be key if we can keep hold of him and keep him in form. That's my little uh, my little tip and, and he, top. And he wants to be here. And he this wants to be here. Form. He looked like he enjoyed it yesterday. He did, yeah. Um, when, it, when he came on. And everyone thought it was Albrighton coming on where we were sat to start with. So, did they? 
it, it no, they, they, they seem to see some very strange things from where we're sat. Yeah, Ian Atcher <laughs> was coming on all of last season when it was Mendy at different points and yeah. um, Dakar and anyone that looked remotely like uh, uh, Ian Atcher. So, yeah. Uh, You're saying they're all racist around where you are, is that what it is? Well, you, you can join the dots. And on that note, <laughs> another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll join you again next time. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.